You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So today's topic is one that we all need. I got to tell you, we need it. We need it even if you're not in the op. I got to tell you, we all need this topic. So stay tuned. So we are going to talk about the top five ways we can practice safer dentistry, but probably not even safer dentistry, just safer life in general. So for that, I brought on an expert, as I always do, Stephanie Botts, RDH, BSDH, and a CEAS, all kinds of letters in that alphabet. So Stephanie, welcome. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here and talk about how we can be safer when practicing dentistry. Yeah. And you know, kind of as I was babbling just a second ago, I was just thinking it's not just in dentistry. I mean, it's like me sitting here at my desk right now. Like, you know, we're talking over Zoom and it's how I place my body, you know, with ergonomics when I'm typing at my computer or all kinds of different things within, within just how we live our lives is probably important, I would say. Exactly. Yeah. And and the principles and ergonomics that I teach, um, whether it be in my lectures or when I'm working with professionals on site, you can apply it to dentistry. You can apply it when you're in the car driving or when you're, like you said, working on your computer or working out at the gym. It's all the same. And so just knowing these basic principles really help us to just maintain neutral posture and keep our bodies safe no matter what we're doing. So how did you go down this road? So I have been practicing clinically for about 13 years. um, And like a lot of us, I've experienced increasing pain over that time. And so I just, uh, in the last year or so, have thought, how can I practice better and safer? And how can I reduce my pain and increase my work satisfaction? And so that's when I started to learn more about ergonomics. And I... it lit a fire under me to get certified in ergonomics and then to start helping my colleagues in whether they be dentists, dental hygienists, or dental assistants practice safer because so many of us unfortunately get sidelined or forced into early retirement or disability because of musculoskeletal issues. And for the most part, those are preventable. Absolutely. And and there's so many too clinicians that are just working broken and, and they're in pain. And when you're in pain, you're not giving your best to your patients and you're certainly not giving your best to yourself either. So no. I think it's so important. It is. And I think a lot of us think that that's just how it is because we chose this field. And so we're resigned to a lifetime of pain and dysfunction. And it really does not have to be that way. I have found that just incorporating small changes ergonomically in in the operatory really helps to improve not only your level of pain, but your satisfaction and the level of service that you're able to offer to your patients. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, I just thought about this. You know, I lecture on water lines and the importance of, you know, keeping our water lines clean. And and one of the reasons that I really say is because it's our health and our safety, right? Because we're breathing those aerosols all day long. And so it's really important for us to make sure that we're treating our lines. I'll put in a plug for ProEdge and testing your water lines and their blue tube straw that keeps your water safe. But but the, the idea being really what I'm saying is that there's really a lot of ways that we as clinicians need to make sure that we're keeping ourselves safe for our longevity. We're such, we're such caregivers 
and we give care to everybody else that we need to remember to give care to ourselves. Exactly. And that's really the the cornerstone of what ergonomics is, is realizing what our bodies are capable of and what they're not capable of and designing our workspace and our positioning and our workflow in order to support that. And it's really getting into that mindset of putting ourselves first. I love it. It's a hard thing for us to do. Well, let's launch into the top five ways we can practice safer, safer dentistry. What's number one? So the first one is uh, what I meant just briefly mentioned is mindset. I tell my hygienist and anyone that I'm working with is really before you even go into the operatory, think of how you're going to keep yourself safe during this appointment, what you're going to do in order to support your own body and putting that at the forefront instead of just jumping into the op and getting upside down and, you know, scaling and starting to remove the calculus. Exactly. Um, so also knowing that going into the operatory, knowing that we are in a very high risk profession when it comes to musculoskeletal injury and disorders and keeping that in mind as we're practicing. It's just develop, it's kind of switching the focus from the patient and giving everything that we have to the patient and really honoring ourselves and respecting our bodies first. You know, I think, I think we're, I think we might be at a precipice in, in hygiene that we're finally realizing that we matter. And so ergonomics is one of those ways that we matter. And yeah. And and so I'm so excited for that. So yeah. So, okay. Well, that's number two. So the second one is patient positioning. And I find that when I'm working with people, when I'm doing my um, ergonomic coaching is they have a hard time with this. So it's really making sure that we are adjusting the patient in order to support us when we establish our neutral posture. So the goal is to get into the operatory after you've decided that you're going to take care of yourself first, right? And establish your neutral posture and um, adjust the patient in order to support that. So adjusting the patient differently depending on if you're doing the upper arch or the lower arch, using verbal cues, this is huge. Involve the patient in your care, I guess, if that makes sense. They don't, they really don't mind, you know, you pushing their head to the right or the left or tipping them up or down. Um, I find that practitioners don't want to bother their patient and they don't want to ask anything of them while they're in the chair, but it's really crucial for us to position the upper and lower arch, or even the head in order to um, support us ergonomically and to help us with our instrumentation. Absolutely. And then we're able to provide a better care for our patient. uh, Exactly. When you can see. I mean, I'm just saying. Right. It's better that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's just interesting when I've, now that I've been working with practitioners for a little bit, they are... It's just, it it goes to the point that we are caretakers and we really do care about our patients and we don't want to ask anything of them at all. But if we're going into the operatory with a mindset that we do matter, our bodies matter, that we do need to position the patient appropriately. I think I want to make a button for everybody that says you matter and we can all want <laughs> I know. I think matter. we all need that. Don't forget you matter. <laughs> yeah, right, well, exactly. Number, yeah. What's number three? Okay, so um, three is operator positioning. So how we're positioned in relation to our patient. So um, I talk a lot about neutral posture and it's establishing this neutral posture and then making sure that you are squared up to the patient so that you're not doing any, I see a lot of side sitting where 
you know, we come up sideways to the patient and then we twist and we're abducting our arms and we're hunching over and um, that is not ideal. So if you look at any I, pictures of me practicing, you, oh, that's my, you. I, I could be your what not to do picture. Like, <laughs> I have my chicken wing and I, oh, learned, God. <laughs> I learned how to practice at like, at like seven o'clock. And, sideways, right? Uh, yeah. That's how I learned how to practice. Yep. I know. And I'm I, the worst. I, and, I, you're you're not. It's very common. Maybe we should work together at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so keep, you know, est- establish your neutral posture where your arms are at your sides, not doing the chicken wing like we all like to do. Um, and then keeping your chin back, making sure your spine is in alignment. And then squaring up to the patient or squaring up to whatever surface or quadrant that you're treating so that it's perpendicular to your line of sight. That's a good rule of thumb is to make sure that whatever area you're treating is perpendicular to your line of vision. And that'll kind of help guide you as you're working around the patient. That's a good thought. Yeah. So you make, you're making a T. Okay. So I'm yeah. And that's whether you're using direct vision or indirect vision, but you'll also, you always want it to be perpendicular to you and that'll help you be more neutral so that you're not twisting and reaching. So I don't think I realized how poor my posture was until I started writing, uh, and then having people take pictures of me for the magazine. And then I was like, Oh, whoops. You're like, let's retake that that one. Oh, I do that. (laughs) Oh, I do that. Like, but it's a great way, man. Have somebody take a couple pictures of you. You'll be like, whoa, I thought I was doing so good. Right. And that's huge. And that's what I um, recommend to hygienists or dentists is like, just have someone walk past you while you're practicing and snap a couple photos. And that it speaks a thousand words and you can auto correct yourself. You don't necessarily need someone to come in and coach you. If that's not an option for you, you can just look at some photos. Absolutely. All right. Well, what's number four? Okay, so um, stretching and that when I say stretching, a lot of people think, you know, doing stretching routines when they get home from work, which is very important. um, But stretching to me is stretching all day long. And so I'm a practicing dental hygienist. I understand the demands of our schedules and how busy we are. And we don't we don't even have time to go to the bathroom sometimes. But these small little stretch breaks or micro breaks incorporated chair side are very important to give the muscles a break. So when we're practicing and we're holding these static, awkward postures and contracting muscles for a long period of time, when that muscle is contracted, the blood flow is cut off to that muscle for that period of time. And so we all know that blood carries nutrients and oxygen and other healing properties to the muscle. So when it doesn't get that, that's when the muscle becomes at risk for breaking down or getting sore, painful, or eventually becoming disabled. And so stretching, when you're just stretching like 20 or 30 seconds chair side, it really helps to, I think of it as a sponge. It's like it gives the muscle it opens the muscle up to blood flow and get those nutrients back in so that it can heal the damage that was just done at a cellular level when you're, for example, holding that chicken wing posture, right? When you're scaling. Right. But I'm not doing um, that anymore. I'm not. No, right. Do, I'm not, not doing you. the chicken wings. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Giving up chicken wings. Um, so that's what I recommend to, um, hygienists is to find a couple times during the appointment, like every 20 minutes or so to just put your instruments down and stretch out, for example, like your um, wrist flexors or extensors or the trapezius muscle. That's a huge um, 
uh, area that we all get very tight. And just to stretch that out, it only takes 20 or 30 seconds and it can really reduce the amount of pain that you have at the end of the day. So when you're, um, when you're flushing your water lines in between patients for 30 exactly. seconds, you can just do a nice like stretch back. I'm doing one right now. You can't see me, but you know, and get a nice little stretch in your lower back, or you could like reach your arm across and push on your water line into right. the sink or something like that. There you go. You can, and that would be 30 seconds. Yeah. And I love how you tied that in there. Yep. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea though. And it's, I really love that you're passionate about the water line. Um, just to get off topic real quick, but we do that at our office. And whenever we have a new employee or someone temping, they're like, I've never heard of this right. before. What are you doing? Like, why do we have to do this? I know. Exactly. So we're trying. You have to test your water people. It's really <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah. And health. flush it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. In between each patient. Yeah. Just telling you. Yeah. I just changed huge. out our suction tubing yesterday. You want to talk about gross. Mm. Change your suction tubing, people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what's number five? It's icky. Okay. Um, so the last one is equipment choices. And I'm I'm not one to, you know, like um, promote certain companies or promote certain equipment or whatever, but there are a couple things that I'm really excited about that can help us practice safer. And that's loops and a headlamp, which at this point, I hope that most of us are using at least loops, if not a headlamp. I gotta um, tell you, I think a headlamp is more key to me right now. Than I loops. think so too. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not giving up either one. But yeah, like when my battery, like, let's say I forgot to charge my battery. I'm like, I can't work people. I can't, I can't. Yeah. Work. Yep. No, I know. If I have to use that overhead light, I like I, I'm not a happy camper. Talk about camper. ergonomic. All the times you yeah. reach for that overhead light, just give yeah. up the light. Push it all the way back to the corner. I know. Never touch it again. <laughs> yep. I know. Mine's just hanging there. But yeah, yeah, if my battery dies, I am like, I'm not excited about no, that. No, that's not good. Um, so hopefully most of us are using loops and then, um, and a headlamp. Um, and then also making sure that you have been fitted or if you're looking or in the market for loops, make sure that you're establishing your neutral posture while the rep is there and then having them measure you based off of that. Um, and another piece of equipment really is a stool, an ergonomic stool. Um, I really, me personally, I very much enjoy my saddle stool. It helps me get a lot closer to the patient and um, my spine is able to maintain correct alignment. But again, with the saddle stool, it's not one size fits all for people. So you, again, you have to get fitted for that, whether it be at a manufacturer or now that conferences are opening back up at a conference to make sure that the saddle is going to be the correct fit for you. I, I like to say that saddle stools are like blue jeans um, where, you know, like I can have my favorite brand because it fits my butt and my hips and my thighs and whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and so, but it's not going to work for you. And so a saddle stool is very person specific. It is. Yeah. The two ergonomic things that have rocked my world are, um, my saddle stool, because I finally, it forced me to break the habit of crossing my legs because I'm a leg crosser. Okay. So I have to. As my legs are, I just uncrossed my legs. I totally just uncrossed them because I'm not in my saddle (laughs) stool, right? So I had to uncross my legs when I work. I can no longer do that. So that helped my posture a ton. And then Mm -hmm. I just switched over this year uh, to the Ergo Prism Loops by Lumident. And so now I remain completely sitting up. My head is facing completely forward. It's like I'm looking at the wall. But then I can see down to my patients. And that, oh my gosh, my shoulders and my neck, like it has totally change the way I feel after a day of work. So they're really awesome. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's incredible. And I know I'm, I'm so excited. 
<clears throat> we're getting a new rep here in Denver. Um, so once they get up to speed, I'm going to just jump on them and meet with them and hopefully <clears throat> try out the ergo prism loops. Cause that, I mean, next to working on a, with a dental microscope, I feel like that's the next best thing. Right. right? And microscopes right. really aren't an option for us well, right And I've now. used a microscope, but you can only see one tooth at a time. So it, yeah. at least with the ergo prism loops, I can see the entire quad. I'm good. So yeah, that's great. Yes. Well, this is awesome. All right. Well, let's review your top five. So the okay. top five ways we can practice safer dentistry or safer life in general, because neutral posture, come on, people. Yep. Um, number one is mindset. You matter. We're going to get buttons. You matter. Yes. Number two, patient positioning. Number three, mm-hmm. operator positioning. You're in control of the way you position yourself. Number four, stretching. Do it while you flush your water lines between every patient. <laughs> 30 seconds. All the lines. Uh, and number five, equipment choices. So, so check out all those cool ergonomic uh, things that are out there because they're really they're really on the market and really coming out, I think, pretty pretty quickly. So make sure they're good ones, but there's a lot of stuff out there for us. Well, Stephanie, if people want to reach out to you, they want to learn more about you or maybe they want some ergo coaching, how can they find you? Sure. So um, I do have a website. My ergonomic coaching company is called Posture Pros. And so it's posturepros.net. And then you can reach me by email at stephanie at posturepros.net. And I'm on Facebook um, at Stephanie with Posture Pros. I'm on Instagram, stephanie.posturepros. So all this is going to be in the show notes, but um, there's plenty of ways to contact me. And I am I am a huge advocate to especially dental hygienists in taking care of ourselves and practicing ergonomically. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. And hopefully everybody will remember to take care of themselves. Thank you so much, Amanda. Now, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Your Dental Top 5. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 